page 187. Mere data ji suno benati. O my giver, listen to my plea. After hearing, accept my plea. I make this request. Listen to my prayers. Listen to my prayers. May I not forget you ever. Take me to the shore. O giver, take me to the shore. This honorless soul does not listen to the Bani. She does not listen to the Bani. She has become homeless. She is in your shelter. O giver, she is in your shelter. The negative power has laid the traps. He has laid the traps. The heart is terrified. Without you, who can remove the pain? O giver, without you, who can remove the pain? Becoming gracious, listen to my condition, Kirpalji. Give me the treasure of Nam and make me rich, servant Ajay praise. O giver, servant Ajay praise. O my giver, listen to my plea. After hearing, accept my plea. This is on page 187. Sunadi 
Our second budget is on page 23. <coughs> Samhain came and showered the rain. He made the souls reach Sach Khan. His sweet words are beautiful. The drops of nectar are showering. The Sangat is yearning to see his beautiful enchanting face. After coming from Sach Khan, Samhain decorated this beautiful garden. Planting the plants of true Nam, he watered them with the water of Satsang. He is far from us in body only. The true Shabbat is not separated from us. He is living within all, but we have not the eye to see. O oh, my beloved Emperor Samhain, I cannot write about your favors. Ajayb is grateful millions of times. You have liberated our heated hearts. Samhain came and showered the rain. He made the souls reach such kind. Page 23. Aya Sawan Jadia Lagia Rua Satekandavita Puchagia Aya Sawan O de Mitte de Bola Suhavane Amarit O di soni moni surat he dekananu sangata tarasadiya. O de mitte de bola suhavane amrit diya bunda varasadiya. O di soni moni surat he dekananu sangata tarasadiya aya sawana aya sawana janiya lagiya ruwa satkandavecha Chagia, Sache nam de bhute lai ke sat sang da pani pagiya aya saavana 
आयासावन जरिया लागियारुआ सत्य कंदवेच पूजागियायासावन ओहुतन करके दूड़े सच शब्द उसातो वक नहीं ओह गत गत दे विच वस रहा सदी दे कन वाली अक नहीं ओह तन करके दूड़े सच शब्द उसातो वक नहीं ओह गत गत दे विच वस रहा सदी दे कन वाली अक नहीं आया सावन जड़िया लागिया रुआ सच कंद विच पूछागिया सावन तेरे परे उपकार ना लिख सका मेरे सावन शापियारिया लाख लाख शुकराना जब करे सदे तप दे दिलानुतारिया तेरे पारे उपकार ना लेख सका मेरे सावन शापियारिया लाख लाख शुकराना जब करे सदे तप दे सावन आया सावन जरिया लागिया रुआ सच कंद विच पूछागिया सावन Oh my beloved emperor Sawan I cannot write about your favors a dave is grateful millions of times you have liberated our heated hearts Sawan came and showered the rain. He made the souls reach such calm. Well, a group has just returned from India this week, and several people said that they would speak. Uh, most everyone said they would. They were going to speak briefly, so I thought it might be nice to uh, prepare a couple of readings. And I'm going to read something from Master Kripal's book, The Way of the Saints. Master Kripal used to say that in any endeavor in life, it's, it's good to pause and take stock of where we stand from time to time and see if we're heading in the direction we intended to. So I chose um, one of the most basic uh, readings, and I hope nobody will be bored with it. This is... Uh, entitled Instructions for Seekers After Truth. Most of us read this uh, before we were initiated. 
but it explains the basic uh, basic idea. I was thinking of the image of a telescope, uh, and this is kind of the the wide end of the telescope. Then, after the people speak at this time, I'd like to read one of Sanchi's uh, underground room talks, which is sort of the concentrated end of the telescope. Before the living master, an adept in the science of the sound current, or word, gives initiation. He wishes that every prospective initiate abide by the following instructions. To cultivate and develop the five cardinal virtues which constitute the bedrock of spirituality. These are, one, ahimsa, or non-injury to all living creatures and more so to fellow beings, by thoughts, words, and deeds. The injunction in this behalf being, injure not a human heart, for it is the seat of God. We must have respect for others' feelings and tolerance for others' opinions. Two, satayam, or truthfulness. As God is truth, we must practice truth in all our dealings. If truth resides in every heart, it must manifest itself in life and action. Be true to thyself, and it must follow as night the day. Thou cannot be false to any man. We must therefore avoid falsehood at all costs. It includes, besides downright lies, hypocrisy and dishonesty, suppression of truth, and suggestions of false ideas. Three, brahmacharya, or life of chastity. It includes continence in thoughts, words, and deeds. We must not cast covetous eyes on others, nor entertain impure thoughts within, for chastity is life and sexuality is death. If we want to tread the path of life eternal, we must be chaste and clean both within and without. Four, prem, or love for all living creatures, and more so for all human beings. Let there be hatred for none. The entire manifestation is the handiwork of God and must, therefore, be loved and respected. He who does not know love cannot know God. Five, nishkam seva, or selfless service, to all living creatures in sorrow or distress. If one limb of the body is in torture, the other limbs can have no rest. Service before self should therefore be our motto in life. Part two, to practice these three purities in diet, livelihood, and conduct. One, diet. What we eat goes to constitute the body and the mind. Sound mind in a sound body is a well-known aphorism. We can neither have one nor the other with unwholesome diet. A strictly vegetarian diet consisting of vegetables and fruits, both fresh and dried, cereals, dairy products like milk, cream, butter, cheese, yogurt, etc., is essential for all aspirants for truth. We must therefore avoid meat, 
need juices, fish, fowl, eggs, both fertile and in infertile, or anything containing any of these ingredients in any form or in any degree. Every action has a reaction, and flesh eating involves contracting fresh karmas and thus helps to keep the inexorable karmic wheel in motion, for we have to reap what we sow. We cannot have roses if we sow thistles. The above prohibitions apply equally to all kinds of alcoholic drinks, intoxicants, opiates, and narcotic drugs, as they tend to dull our consciousness and make us morbid. The body is the temple of the living God, and it must therefore be kept scrupulously clean. Any prospective candidate for initiation should therefore try the vegetarian diet for at least three to six months to ensure that he or she can adhere to it when put on the path. Two, livelihood. Closely associated with diet are the means of livelihood. There are no shortcuts in spirituality. The end here does not justify the means, as it may be construed to do anywhere else. Ignoble means to earn one's living do contaminate one's diet, the very source of life itself. So, an honest living by the sweat of one's brow is essential in this line. The life plant has therefore to be nurtured with pure water to make it sound and healthy, a fit instrument for the efflorescence of spirituality. Three, conduct. The above remarks apply equally to one's conduct in life. Every thought, every word, and every deed, good or bad, leaves an indelible imprint on the mind and has to be accounted for. Hence the necessity for right thoughts, right aspirations, and right conduct, all of which constitute the hedge around the tender sapling of spirituality. The details in this behalf have been dealt with under the five virtues discussed above. Part three, satsang, or association with truth. The guidance of the living master is of supreme importance. A master is a master indeed, a master in all three phases of life a guru or master on the physical plane, sharing our joys and sorrows, guiding each one of us affectionately in our worldly affairs, and above all, imparting spiritual instructions. A guru dev or radiant form of the master in the astral and causal regions, helping the spirit in meditation at each plane. And satguru or master of truth or truth itself in the beyond. The importance of attending satsangs or spiritual gatherings cannot be overemphasized. Theory always precedes practice. It is but necessary to understand clearly the teachings of the Master in all their bearings before starting spiritual practice. The Master is the be-all and end-all on the spiritual path. He does not ask for blind faith, however, though experimental faith is necessary for the purpose to start with. He emphatically says, 
believe not the words of the master unless you see the reality yourself or have some experience of it yourself. Part four, spirituality. It is a path of love, discipline, and self-control. After the initial spiritual experience given at the time of initiation, the rest depends on relentless regular practice as enjoined by the master. Daily practice with loving faith in all sincerity and humility is the cornerstone around which each disciple must turn so as to make progress on the path. Love for the master means implicit obedience to his commandments. Part five, to eschew all symbolism and rituals. The observance of religious practices, rites and rituals, keeping fasts and vigils, going on pilgrimages, etc., and doing breathing exercises are the elementary steps only, which go to create in you a desire for turning to or meeting God. You have made the best use of them when you are put on the way back to God, which is the science of the word or the sound current and is one for all humanity. A devotee of this science need not indulge in the elementary steps. In short, all acts involving physical labor belong to the realm of the physical world, while we have to rise above the body and body consciousness to get contact with the primal manifestations of the Godhead, light and sound. You cannot pray God with hands. God is spirit and can only be worshipped in spirit. Part six, record of conduct and progress. Every seeker after God is enjoined to maintain a strictly impartial record of his daily conduct so as to find out his weaknesses and try to weed them out one by one, to note his or her progress on the path and the various difficulties and shortcomings in the way. The diary so maintained is to be sent to the master every four months for further guidance. For this purpose, regular forms are available and can be obtained from the nearest center. Of course, this has changed now. Uh, we don't send the diaries, but we keep them for our own use. Part seven, application for initiation. Every true aspirant for spiritual science who can adhere to the above after preliminary abstinence in diet for about three to six months can put in an application on the form prescribed for the purpose, giving his brief life sketch, age, marital status, and the like, along with a copy of his or her photograph. All applications for initiation are to be forwarded to the nearest representative of the master for his approval and instructions in initiation are given only after the master authorizes them. Part eight, Ruhani Satsang or path of the masters. The science of the living masters is the most ancient and the most perfect science the world has ever seen. It is the most natural and the easiest to follow and can be followed by men of all ages. Married life, avocation, caste and creed, social and religious beliefs, poverty or illiteracy, etc., are no bars. 
It is an inner science of the soul and consists in contacting the soul with the oversoul, with the help and guidance of the spiritual adept, well-versed in the theory and practice of paravidya, or the science of the beyond, and capable of granting some first-hand spiritual experience at the very first sitting. Nothing is to be taken on trust or make-believe. Miracles, spiritual healing, psychic phenomena, fortune-telling, Akashic records and worldly desires are all to be left aside, for these are positive hindrances on the path. The entire energy is to be conserved for internal progress. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things shall be added unto you. This is the highest truth that has been taught from antiquity by sages and seers since the day of creation. It is unalterable and shall remain so. God, Godway, and Godman can never suffer any change and shall ever remain eternal. I'm not sure if it's been mentioned, but this book is, has been out of print for several years and it's just recently been reprinted. So anybody who's been looking for a copy, they're now available. Now, I'd like to ask uh, some of the people from the most recent trip to India to come up and speak. Michael? Okay. I wanted to sing that bhajan today, even though I understand it hasn't been sung recently, because uh, Sanchi says in it, I cannot write about your favors, Ajayib is grateful millions of times. And really what I wanted to do today was, among one thing was to take the opportunity to thank Sanchi. You can thank him, uh, thank him for many things. Uh, thank him in private, you can thank him in a letter, but you can, this is another opportunity to thank him. And many things I can thank him for, but one of them is certainly for giving me the opportunity again to be at his feet and uh, to be with him. I know that, uh, um, like many people here, I've been initiated quite a long time. Uh, it's all relative, but it seems like a long time. And um, you know, over the years, I've seen some people come and practice the path with a, a great deal of devotion and intensity, and uh, sometimes they leave. And, uh, I'm very grateful that uh, I'm still here, that I'm still with the Master. Uh, perhaps my discipleship hasn't been characterized by a, a major inner progress or any significant savor, but uh, thank God I'm still at his feet and I had the opportunity to still be at his feet again and see him. And that's where I'd like to stay. I also thank him for this trip. It was a very beautiful trip. Um, extremely beautiful 10 days in Rajasthan at his ashram. The image I had of going over there, the fields over there uh, are dust. They're just very dry desert sand. And you'll see the fields that they cultivate. One day when you're over there, the, uh, they'll get some water in the canals. And the water comes in the canals. And what they do is they literally flood the fields. They open the canals and they completely submerge the uh, fields in water. So they're completely covered. And that was the image I got of going over there into the ashram for the 10 days. It's like the grace comes 
and it completely you get completely submerged in it it's 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 there and it like permeates your being you get carried along for those 10 days it's uh, you meditate you have darshan in the morning you have darshan at noon you have darshan in the evening you have darshan at night you sing a few bhajans it's the the grace is just coming and uh, it's there for all that time a couple of things that the master said there i wanted to read one of them regarding uh, why we got initiated or how we came to the path I remember talking to uh, David Wiggins here several years ago about, uh, you know, you always wonder, well, why did Master initiate me? Or how did I come to the path? And uh, David told me, well, the Master doesn't initiate because of who we are. The Master comes and initiates in spite of who we are. And I thought that was put it very nicely. And uh, Master said this. I never heard him say this directly, but he basically <coughs> said the same thing in one talk there. He said, you think that we have been brought to the master because of our good deeds only? Those who go in the within, they know that we have not come to the master because of our good deeds. It was the grace of the master. It was because of the forgiveness of the master that we were brought to him. Because we were already so much full of faults, and unless he had forgiven us, we would have never been able to come to him. Another thing that the... uh, I guess I can thank the Master for his patience. Over the years, uh, the Master has been extremely patient. You you begin to appreciate the patience of the saint when you go back there again, and uh, you have the same faults in some cases, doing the same things. Uh, You've seen the Master now. He's known me for many years, and in some cases I have not, uh, in some areas, uh, really change that much. In other areas I may have, but in others I haven't. And it, it doesn't bother him. I mean, his love is there. His love is exactly the same. It's just as strong. And it's like it doesn't bother him at all. And I, oh, I've been impressed uh, from personal experience now of uh, the patience of, of the Master in, in sort of bringing us up. And he said this, which addressed that point as well. He said, Those who have children, they know that the children always go on making the mistakes all day long. But the mother has a forgiveness, and the mother has been given the attachment to the children. And that is why she does not remember any of the faults which the children are doing. And even if they go on making the mistakes again and again, she always goes on forgiving them. In the same way, the master also behaves like the 40 days old child in front of their Lord. And that is why they always say, O Lord, like the mother does not remember the faults, the child makes. In the same way, you do not remember the faults we make. Oh, my beloved master, I am your child, and why don't you forget and forgive me for all the faults that I make? The final thing I want to bring up is about halfway through the uh, trip, sort of like the image of a light bulb going on in my head. I said, this is the path of love. This is this, this concept that this is the path of love, that this is what it's like the introductory book, they say, the path of love, that uh, it's not a path of do's and don'ts um, or outer attainments or that this is really Sanchi's only message is that of love. And he wants us to experience his love. Uh, and I think that's really his mission is to have us experience his love. Once we experience his love, it will, it will, we don't have to worry about expressing it. It will come. 
and he was showering love all the time. As one of the other disciples was saying, well, he loves us more than a thousand worldly parents put together. It was just at all the darshans, you could see that he loved us and he appreciated when we loved him. And I know uh, in my interview he told me that the saints are always remembering the disciples, the disciple with a lot of love, or the master is always remembering the disciple with a lot of love. And that sort of statement is a, such a broad spiritual statement. But when he was saying it there in the interview, when you're this far away from Sanchi and you're in there alone with him and having darshan and having been there for many days at that point, um, saturated, it came alive in a very personal way. He said, the master, meaning Kirpal Singh or Sanchi, is remembering the disciple, meaning me, uh, every minute, meaning every minute he's remembering me with a lot of love. And it just struck home as uh, that sort of spiritual statement uh, came alive in a way that's, uh, that's, uh, it hadn't before. And it's, I think that's true for each one of us here, that uh, the Master is remembering us. Uh, he is remembering each one of us with a lot of love every second of the day, every second of every day. And when you go over there and you see him and you're with him, uh, you realize that uh, that's true, although we forget it very quickly when we get back here. Thank you. This trip for me was, I was full of a lot of fears and concerns going there, and I needn't have been. He, Sanji took care of every, every single concern or fear in a very loving and kind way. And I'd just like to share a couple of moments of my trip that were special to me. The, the things that they brought home to me are really very basic and very simple, but I hope that they bring a little Sanji to you. Um, the, the first moment that I'd like to share with you took place on the uh, the first full day that we had at the ashram, and the, there was to be a bhajan session that evening, and uh, I was approaching this bhajan session kind of, and I think I was approaching the whole trip with a kind of attitude of well, I'll, I'll sit sit back and I'll join in with the singing and I'll just enjoy the presence of the Master. And uh, I had no intentions at all of, of le leading a bhajan. I haven't done that for many years and I had uh, certainly no real great desires to do that at this point. However, knowing the ways of the Master, I did think that it might be a good idea if I looked up a page number just in, just in case I had to do that. And so I did, and um, I went to the bhajan session, and we were all sitting, waiting, and singing, and uh, it was going on, and, and, I, and I started thinking, and um, this day happened to be my birthday, and it occurred to me that if I, if I could just really get up the courage to sing a bhajan, it would be a really wonderful way to celebrate singing to the master. It was something that I really hadn't 
really thought of doing before. Asanji came and, and the bhajans continued and each time the opportunity came to raise my hand I found I couldn't do it. And um, I tried several times but I couldn't do it and every time I couldn't do it I wanted to do it more and more. And um, after several attempts I, I finally just gave it up and said look it was, it was a good idea but it, there's no way. <laughs> and so then the bhajan finally ended and no hands went up. <laughs> and I, of course I knew this was my moment and uh, Sanchi happened to be looking at the other side of the group at the time and, and I figured well by the time he gets over to look to my side there's no way that there won't be other hands up but still I sat there no hands went up. <laughs> finally he looked in my general direction and he still hadn't called on anyone. I was sitting there with my hands in the prayer position in front of me with my heart racing and somehow my right hand managed to move just about one inch above the other one and he instantly looked at me and pointed to me. In that moment of course I knew that he'd been waiting so patiently for me to move that one tiny inch so that he could just give me this gift and uh, I I think that really brought home to me that that's what he's doing for all of us. He's just waiting there so patiently for us to just take one tiny little step towards him so that he could give us this wonderful gift of love. And, and it really was a gift for me. I, and I also knew in that moment that this was not going to be a trip where I sat back and just joined in and <laughs> was in the presence of the Master. It was, it was a trip of doing the work and it, it really was a fantastic one. I was able to sing the bhajan and uh, the session continued and no one but Sanji and I knew what had gone on and what he had given me. And to at the end of the Bajan session, he, he really did something even more special, not just for me, but for everyone. He gave a, a beautiful talk, a short talk. And I, I'd like to just read one small part of it. I'm very grateful to our beloved Lord Kripal, who gave us this very simple way of making the request and making the prayers in front of him through singing the Bajans. Fortunate are the souls who, sitting in front of the beloved Lord, and praying to the Shabbat form of the Master are able to sing the qualities of the Master and are able to confess their bad qualities, their faults, through the bhajans written by the perfect Master. Those souls are very fortunate ones, those who are able to make this prayer and sing the bhajans to the Master and are able to tell the Master that, O oh Lord, we are full of bad qualities and we have been suffering a great deal because the beating of the karmas is very heavy. And now finally, when we have taken refuge at your feet, when we have come to your feet, you shower grace on us. So, dear ones, those who are able to sing the bhajans like this, they are very fortunate ones. And since our beloved Lord is very gracious, and when we are making such a prayer in front of him, I am sure that he will definitely forgive us because we are counting our faults one by one and we are asking his forgiveness. Well, of course, after this talk, everyone was practicing bhajans and planning what to sing for Sanchi. I don't believe there was another moment during any of the bhajan sessions where there weren't any hands raised, so he definitely gave me that gift. 
the most incredible time for me on the trip was going into the underground room. I've heard many people speak of, of going in there, and I really never thought the day would come, but here I was, and I'm walking into the entrance with Sanji sitting there. Uh, the, the look that he gave me was, was not like anything else I'd ever seen. Um, he motioned me down the stairway, and walking down this this gray stairway into this room, and this room seemed to be full of, of the nothingness of the world, and yet it had the whole glory of, of the universe in there. And uh, it really stunned me. Uh, I don't. I've never had any doubts about the path or about the master, but the one thing that when I walked in that room, it hit me so hard that was this path is real, and the work that went on in that room is real, and our work is real, and it needs to be done now. Not another day, or another week, or another year, or another lifetime. And uh, we're, we're really graced with this presence of, of someone who's done their work and who loves us enough to guide us. And uh, as I left, she gave me another incredible look, and it just... It just seemed to be filled with love and understanding and kindness and the hope that I'd do my work as lovingly as I could. And I'm really grateful. It's really great to hear these talks when people come back. I was a little bit nervous about my disconnected notes here and how I was going to pull them together and make some sense out of them. But when I hear, when people get up and start talking, I just forget about everything and listen and, and understand the importance of it and, um, and the message that comes through. Uh, I was glad to hear Michael, you know, thanking the master because I think that's the first thing um, that we should do. Uh, I, I'm really grateful that um, he allowed me to go on this trip, allowed both Mary and I, uh, because I hadn't gone for five years and I didn't expect anything. And, um, and yet at the same time, uh, 
I was on the road for two months before going on this trip, and it was a very busy time. And I was really taken up in all the things of the world, the work, you know, and and just the, the whole schedule is very, very tight, and you have to go out and shop and cook and eat and, and um, all the things of the world. And, uh, and so by the time I got home, it was two days before leaving, and uh, they were fast two days, and, and then I was off. I must say that I was really dry, very, very dry, spiritually dry. And, uh, and I felt uh, kind of bad about it in a sense, you know, I, I, I just wondering why it didn't dawn on me that I'm, I'm going again, you know. And, uh, but when this happens, Master always finds a way, you know, uh, to get to us. And while on the plane, uh, a dear brother who was sitting next to me shared a letter that he received from Sanchi that was so full of love and compassion that after reading it, then I, I felt I was on my way. I just filled up, tears flowed, and I thanked him. Uh, I certainly needed it. And um, in regard to the bhajans, the same thing happened to me that happened to uh, Linda. Um, I wanted to sing a bhajan, and and I wanted to sing it from the heart, and yet I find it very difficult to do that. I find that uh, always thoughts and ego gets in the way and so forth, and you're, you're always wondering if you're going to sing it well enough, and you know all these sort of things, and and uh, with very little <laughs> heartfelt motive behind it. And so that, it's like the mind was holding me back, you know, from uh, doing it. And um, when I did finally put my hand up, he was looking in another direction and he pointed in the other direction. And I said, well, that's it. And, you know, uh, another time maybe when, I, when I'm really ready for it. And, uh, <laughs> and then after that bhajan, other hands shot up, you know, and I didn't put my hand up. And he looks over and he points right in my direction. And he had done this once before. And I looked behind me to see who was, you know. <laughs> and he kept pointing in my direction. You know, and, uh, and so this, the same thing happened. But this time I didn't look behind me. I took advantage of the opportunity. I said, well, it must be me, you know. And, and, uh, and so, uh, sure enough, you know, he allowed me to sing that bhajan. So he knows what's in our heart, you know, in spite of my mind bugging me about, oh, you know, you're not, you're not really worthy, you're not really ready, you know, and so forth. It isn't the way it works. It is. I want this to be a heart-to-heart -heart talk. I want this, you know, to be sincere. And maybe I was helped by leaving my glasses home because I don't know if I can... Uh, really read what I've got here. 
it's bad enough writing as it is, but uh, without my glasses, I can hardly see it. <clears throat> there were other dry states after, after the initial one, but he always gave us something. He always uh, seemed to say something or to cast a glance. It was all that, you know, love and kindness and mercy that came out that always uh, penetrated the dry state. And it might have been through a brother and sister also. You know. uh, we uh, left early for the ashram this time, so we spent a little bit more time on the, on the there was uh, an article in the newspaper about a possible strike, and uh, Papu thought it would be wise to leave the very night we got there. So that wasn't uh, the usual thing. So we traveled all night instead of all day. And we arrived there the next morning, and even the Ashramites weren't ready for us. Uh, I mean, they didn't expect us that early, I think. I, I remember uh, we came through the main gate, and then around to the gate of the inner courtyard. And as soon as that gate uh, was open and we came in view, Gurmel was at the gate. He's the, now the, what you, the new pathogy. And he did a double take when he saw us and he turned on his heels and he ran in the direction of, of Master's residence. So you can see that uh, we weren't uh, quite expected at that time. But, uh, the ashram and its surroundings is still a very magical place uh, for me, and I'm sure for everybody. Uh, there's the usual uh, spectacular sunrises and sunsets. Uh, there's the wonderful uh, green greenery in the desert that you would not expect. You know. It turned the sand into you know, uh, crops and trees and so forth. Um, and there were a lot of uh, a lot of clouds in the sky this time that I don't remember uh, when I was over there. Many times it was it was like a cloudless day, but there were a lot of clouds and there were some dramatic storms with lightning and thunder and so forth and and. Uh, and just very spectacular cloud formations, uh, which I was not used to, and and I don't think I've ever seen the likes of it anywhere else. And the birds, of course, were there, singing their constant Simran song. And I was particularly taken by a couple of sparrows who always tried, uh, always coming into the couple's quarters trying to build a nest on top of one of the uh, light fixtures. And of course they made a mess. There was uh, bits of hay on the beds and other things. And, uh, but they had the most beautiful song and they had the most cheerful song. It, it's just as, as though that uh, because they happened to be in that particular place, their song also was spectacular. Yeah. And these are all little things that uh, you notice, you know, on the outside. Uh, only because there are things surrounding the master there. 
And then to go on with that uh, type of imagery, there's the Savadars. And I must say, I get distracted by devotional faces. Coming back uh, from the, um, when you're walking behind Sanji, uh, coming back from the evening program, and we enter the courtyard. It's a great parade in a sense. It's very fast, because Sanji just moves along. It's hard to keep up with him. And you come into the courtyard, and you see to your left the line of Savadars, all, all waiting for his darshan. And, and again, I must say, I'm really distracted. I wish I had a camera in hand and, and individually could take their pictures all the way down the line because they're some of the most beautiful devotional faces. And again, to enhance the magic of the place, the, um, the Indians around the surrounding area came for the monthly uh, satsang, and they came earlier than I'm used to. Usually they came right on the appointed day, which was a Sunday, but they started coming in on Friday. And by Friday evening, there's quite a number there, and they had their own um, langar in the courtyard and so forth, and they were singing devotional hymns, you know, the bhajans, and it seemed to uh, increase, you know, the vibrations, increase the magic of the place. I think we all felt it. And Sanchi, uh, at our evening session, invited us to come and sing. Uh, and he said, join, he didn't say join your, he said, join our brothers and sisters, our Indian brothers and sisters, in singing the bhajans. And I remember in the past, um, I, find, I was very shy to go out and join them. Or, you know, I was even uh, felt a little guilty about looking over at them and so forth, you know, and yet I wanted to. Uh, but this time I wanted to immerse myself in it, you know, and be a part of it. And what he said had a lot to do with it, you know. Join our Indian brothers and sisters. And so uh, I had a real good time just being with them. We were right there amongst them. Uh, they were all around us. I was sitting beside an Indian brother, and we were just singing our hearts out. And it was kind of fun. I mean, the Indians were having fun because they were really, uh, <laughs> you know how it is. There. One is trying to get their bhajan in from one side, and the others, you know, and so forth. Well, the Indians had the microphone, and they kept it for about four bhajans before they relinquished it. And, uh, and this happened to be the death anniversary of Samhain, so they were singing, you know, Bajans of Samhain. And it was just fun. They were laughing, we were laughing, we just let it go. Nobody was getting upset, you know. And everybody had their chance to, to really sing. And they sang beautifully. Uh, it, was, it was really nice to hear them. And then, um, our dear sister Chip uh, tipped us off about an, uh, an extra dashing if we, if we wanted to get it. That's when Sanchi came 
out of his quarters across the roof and went to the um, the evening uh, program for the Indians, the Sabadars, that is, just the Sabadars. This is before the Indians arrived. Just the Sabadars. And, uh, and they would have a, a satsang or, uh, as we did, a, dash, a, a bhajan session. So that night it was just, I think Mary and I came out and we were standing there alone for a while. And then another dear sister uh, caught wind of something happening and came out. And what happened was uh, Sukhval, um, Bond's daughter, came down. And this was her habit. She would come down, I think, after the first da- uh, bhajan, uh, you know, f- uh, from the session. And she came down and... Um, Saris, uh, sitting there waiting, came over and, and she's learning her English and she, she, was, she started uh, dancing for us, she was putting on a performance, a real whirling dervish type dance, you know, and she was just going on and she was saying, you see, I do this for you, and then I do this, you know, and you, and you watch this and so forth, you know, and we were you know, amused and watching it and so forth. and, and um, and I must admit, she is a, a dynamo, <laughs> a real dynamo. She would come out in the roof with uh, Sanchi when he um, came out in the evening, and we would sing a bhajan to him. And she would come out with him. And, and before, and when it was over, and he went around the other side just before he departed, she was there, and her father, Gurma, was there. And with a little prompting from him, uh, she would come over and say, Good night, in a very staccato voice. You say, Good night, you know, and everybody said, Good night, you know. And, uh, and they said, See you tomorrow. And everybody says, See you tomorrow. And, Damo, um, and Damo, uh, mucho, mucho, she said, you know, very, very quickly. And, um, And I think she uh, said one noches as well. And, of course, I love you. And all this is very, very quickly, and everybody laughed and joined it. And Sanchi just laughed. He just really laughed like a child. You know, it, was, it was really wonderful. These are all little outside things that I notice because, of course, I use my eyes in my work, and I enjoy the beauty that you know, God has uh, given us in nature and so forth and the beauty of, of just all that's around, including human beings. I have, I'm have i full of faults, but uh, he's given me that work, which I, I really love. I must say that in the past couple of years, I've really um, gone downhill in my devotion. Um, it seemed like uh, I just allow, allowed it to happen, of course, um, and trying to meditate. I, you know, I can't keep my uh, attention focused at the eye center. Uh, my samran is either in my mouth or in my throat, and the body, you know, is 
aching and, and complaining and I you know I move you know uh, from time to time and uh, and so this this has happened in the last year or two and going over like that was not an easy matter I knew that when I got there it wasn't going to be easy especially in the face of seeing well Sachi of course the great meditator and the eager brothers and sisters you know going at their work and and, and always those handful who who are who are there before anybody and sit up straight and don't move for you know good lengths of time. Um, but to echo what you know uh, my brother and sister uh, has already said, he just showers the love on you anyway, no matter how you feel about yourself. You know it just it just comes out. It's flowing. And and thank God uh, it didn't take long for me. You know that sort of situation can you know, bring on the clouds of depression and as it did for me in, in, the, in my first trip but with his grace and with his love which was showering forth and noticing that it didn't matter you know as far as he was concerned it does matter in one way as far as you know your inner development is concerned but he still showered the love and so I didn't let it, I, I sort of relaxed after that and just allowed him to shower that grace which I think is important for anybody when they go over there. Just let it flow. Time's up. Is it already up? All right, I had some other things I wanted to say. But if you would allow me, I have one, I have a, a something that may not have anything to do with the trip to uh, Rajasthan, but in a way it does. Um, as Mike said, this is the path of love. And um, I just want to, uh, I know that in the past year, it's, it's, I've noticed it, it's been said, that the Sangha here, and probably other places as well, the suffering, the commas of the Sangha, you know, have intensified a great deal. There is a lot of suffering. And, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of compassion too and love. At the same time, there's been a lot of, I think, mental stuff, criticism. It's the way of the mind. And that's the path of the mind. And um, I think there's, because a lot of us are living uh, lives of quiet desperation, so to speak, there has been a lot of communication between brothers and sisters. And I think this is this hurts because if you don't have it with Master, you know, at least we have our brothers and sisters here and Master's in every one of us. So what I guess I'm saying is, uh, in, 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 again, I have to repeat, I'm full of faults, you know, but I really have a love for you know, all my brothers and sisters. When I see them, it helps me. You know, when I meditate with them, it helps me. And I just, you know, I think it's sort of a, a, a plea, and I hope it's, you know, from the heart for support for each other. Uh, in other words, it would be massive support for each other, love for each other. We're all going to make mistakes. There's no doubt about it. We do make mistakes. I make them daily. You know, and 
and I, and I suffer for it. And so the suffering here is, is, is very intense. And one sister who is, you know, uh, a very strong devotee and much stronger inside than you know, I am, said that, um, that this is so and that the best way we can help each other is by doing more similar. That would be the best way. Okay, and that's our task, and it's, you know, we know it's no easy task, but, you know, that would be the best way. And I've, I've thought of other ways, um, and Sanchi had said at one point that it is good for satsangis to hold satsang in their home. So I thought maybe we could, uh, I could offer this, that, um, and hope that, that he is offering this, that we could individually, those who have the space um, and, the, you know, and the time to devote to it, hold a satsang at a convenient time, not for the whole group because we don't have that space, but there could be you know, pockets here and there, and hold satsang in their home. Have a, have a meditation, a satsang, and afterwards a, a bandara, so that we could get together in a spiritual way, and also, <coughs> yes, in a social way, but in a way that we can talk to each other, and communicate to each other, and try to understand each other more. You know. And maybe uh, it would give it a, an opportunity for any of us who have been critical of each other, you know, to ask forgiveness, you know, make things right in our hearts, you know, and support each other. I mean, this is a plea for support. At the same time, I think this is a wonderful area to live in. A wonderful area to bring up children and to grow spiritually. I think this is a great ashram. I think we have a wonderful school with teachers who are dedicated and who are willing to make financial sacrifices to teach there. Sure, they're human beings. I think every time we try to criticize somebody, it hurts or it doesn't help the mission of the Master. This is Master's ashram, Master's school. And anything we can do to support it and help it uh, will help us. It will help our children. It will help the people in the surrounding area. So, I don't want to go any further. I think I've said uh, what I wanted uh, to. But if there's anything, uh, I haven't given you any ground plan, you know. I've talked about the, sats the satsangs and the meditations and the bandars and so forth. Uh, but it's just something I wanted to bring up. And I'd be glad, you know, to discuss with somebody. Unfortunately, I'm going to be taking off on a trip, so I can't do anything, you know, in our own home right away. But uh, I'd be glad to discuss the idea with anybody. And maybe we could you know, come up with uh, a plan that would be helpful. And as I say, it's not 
so that we can enjoy the world or anything. It's, it's so that we can live in this world and be spiritually motivated and yet be in stronger communication with each other and enjoy our company. Thank you. It's real nice being able to see Sanchi, this past group, and to be able to put more attention on the path than I usually do. The beginning of the trip was unexpectedly difficult because I wasn't as receptive and the sittings were harder than I had guessed. This went on about until about Monday morning. I got up that morning and I said, okay, I will not get anything but sore backsides on this trip, but it's but it all has a purpose and has and to be as happy and master as well as possible is what I'll do. I went into the hall and sat and it was much better. Just that little bit bit of surrender saved my backsides for most of the trip. <laughs> One of the main themes I would have to say for me that master is always trying to get across every time I've been to India is to not listen to my rambling mind. I can form opinions on people and situations that have little to do with the way it really is. I can feel I know the past and control the present and future, yet I have such a small amount of true knowledge of it. Master explains why not to listen to the mind, not only with words, but by letting people see through experiences. I was walking with Edith about the third day into the trip and saying how I had only seen Master out once unscheduled in the past three trips I had been on. Right after I had said that, we saw him out walking and did every day after that for the rest of the trip. One day we saw him outside the Indian courtyard. He walked by us, gave us his dash in, and on out through the gate of the ashram. We waited a while for his return, and when it didn't take place, we started to leave. Edith said we would be seeing him in a few minutes for the afternoon sitting. Just then the gate squeaked, and Master came through. We were back a ways, and a guardhouse obstructed our view, and when he came into view, he was giving Dashan to a brother opposing us. I said to myself, he's not going to see us. Just after saying that, he turned and acknowledged us. The last Saturday, which starts to get real busy with the monthly satsang the next day, and lots of people already having arrived, the chances were non-existent of seeing Master at 7 o'clock in the evening, at one of the far ends of the lime orchard where Edith and I were walking. Edith and I had just fessed up to this idea when we turned to our right and there he was with the Savadar inspecting the orchard. We walked away further and stopped. He watched, then came closer <coughs> and closer until Master was right alongside of us, giving us his dashing. After walking a ways by, he climbed up onto the path and proceeded to walk all the way around to the entrance gate of the ashram to the su surprise of many other people on the path. The last time I went to India, I remember how beautiful Sanchi looked when the bus pulls up into the ashram and drives by the court courtyard where he sits waiting for his children. You get a glimpse through the door of him sitting, waiting for us. 
Now, in this previous trip, when the bus pulled through the ashram gates, I was sitting on the right side of the bus so as to be able to catch a glimpse of Master on the way by the courtyard. I had my window open and my hands together in greeting. I hadn't remembered that there were two courtyards, the first one where the cows hang out and the second where Master waits for us, the cows being on the left-hand side and Master's courtyard being on the right. Very symbolic, you see. Well, I had the inside story and was all ready to greet my master as the bus pulled up and stopped in front of the first courtyard. Instead of greeting my master, I had folded my palms to a cow who very lovingly gave me his darshan. <laughs> one, day, one day, I walked into our room this past trip and some of our roommates were talking about all, all the couples singing a bhajan to Sanchi that night at the bhajan session. We all agreed that it would be fun. We agreed at 6.15, all of us would raise our hands. Sanchi would be surprised and pick one of us who would then explain to him that the couples would like to <coughs> sing him a bhajan. So the bhajan session rolls around and people are singing and I am singing and sitting in the second row in front of him and trying to do Simran, and once in a while, when Sanchi isn't looking, glancing at my watch. Well, it comes around to 6.10, and a bhajan is winding down. Sanchi has looked at his watch a few times, and I'm beginning to think we might not get our chance, because sometimes he likes to give a short talk towards <coughs> the end. Well, the bhajan comes to an end. I decided not to raise my hand until after the next bhajan, when Sanchi points his finger at me. I felt like Sylvester the cat coughing feathers and trying to cover it up by pointing my finger at myself and saying, who me? <laughs> well, he just kept waiting with laughing eyes until this woman in the front row of me thought he must have wanted her to sing and she sang a short bhajan. <clears throat> when it ended, I raised my hand. I think I was the only one from the couple's room. Not that it mattered anymore. Sanchi picked me. I said that the couples would like to sing Donna Donna Sakuru to you. I heard a girl behind me say, just the couples? And looking at Papu, who had this expression of, am I supposed to translate this? <laughs> Master had turned the surprise 180 degrees onto us. The rambling mind can make you think you know things you don't unjustly judge people and situations and especially make giving talks at satsang difficult. Well, this is the way my mind is, and I hope in seeing this I can fill it with more Simran. It's so great being with the Master in the physical. If you can't have that, you can be with him by doing his Simran. Thank you. I'd like to thank everybody that spoke. Um, we're like a together. We're like a jewel with many facets. And it's uh, it's really interesting to hear the other other points of view. Uh, I'm going to skip the reading. Um, just you can all uh, go back and read this yourself. I was going to read. <laughs> I was going to read from the January 1987 Sanbani magazine. It's a, it's a three-page talk entitled "The Long, Long Journey," 
and uh, uh, you're all welcome to enjoy it at, at your own leisure. This this is a, a tape from um, a discourse that Sanchi gave in uh, Caracas, Venezuela, when he was there last summer. And we'll hear about 10, 15 minutes of it. I'm not sh- it, it, we're pretty close to the end. ਕਿ <laughs> ਜਿੱਥੋਂ ਦੀ ਕੇ ਰਹਿਣ ਵਾਲੀ ਹੈ ਆਪ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਅੱਗੇ ਹੁਣ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਭਾਗਾਂ ਦੀ ਗੱਲ ਹੈ ਅਗਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਨਾ ਪਰਖੋਗੇ ਕਿ ਸਚਾਈ ਕੀ ਹੈ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਕੀ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਦੇਣਾ ਚਾਹੁੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਹੈ ਲਗਾਓ ਹੈ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਦਿਲ ਅੰਦਰ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੇ ਆਤਮਾ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਹਮਦਰਦੀ ਰੱਖੀ ਹੋਈ ਹੈ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਅਜੇ ਵੀ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਨਾ ਸਮਝੋਗੇ ਫੇਰ ਪੈੜੀਆਂ ਖੋਟੀਆਂ ਜੁਨਾ ਚੋਂ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਆਏ ਆ ਅਨਸਾਨ ਦਾ ਜਾਮਾ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੇ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਸੀ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਖੋ ਕੇ ਚਲੇ ਜਾਣੇ ਹੈ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਬਿਗਿਨਿੰਗ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਸੈਡ ਦੈਟ ਸਰਚ ਫਾਰ ਦ ਰੀਅਲ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਹੂ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਅਲ ਪ੍ਰਿੰਸੀਪੀਓ ਲਾ ਵੀ ਆ ਦਿੱਚੋ ਕਿ ਬੁਸਕੇ ਨਾਲ ਵਰਦਾਇਰੋ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਕਿ ਨਾ ਫਾਰਮਾ ਦੇ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਸੈਡ ਦੈਟ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਰੀਅਲ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਪ੍ਰੈਸ਼ੀਅਸ ਡਾਇਮੰਡ ਹੂਮ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਸਰਚ ਫਾਰ ਇਹ ਲਾ ਵੀ ਆ ਦਿੱਚੋ ਕਿ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਇਸ ਦੇ ਮੰਤੇ ਵਰਦਾਇਰੋ ਇ ਇਲ ਵਰਦਾਇਰੋ ਰੀਅਲ ਇਲ ਦਿਵੰਤੇ ਰੀਅਲ ਅਲਕੋਹਲ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਮੋਸ ਕਰ ਆਫਟਰ ਦੈਟ ਹੀ ਟੋਲਡ ਦੈ ਟੋਲਡ ਅਸ ਥੈਟ ਇਟ ਵਾਸ ਦ ਮੈਟਰ ਆਫ ਫੇਟ ਐਂਡ ਆਫ ਹੈਵਿੰਗ ਗੁੱਡ ਫਾਰਚੂਨ ਡਿਸਪੋਜ ਦੇ ਜੋ ਇਹ ਨੋ ਦੀ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਰਾਉਂ ਨਾ ਸੰਤੋ ਦੇ ਦੇ ਡਿਸਟਿਨੋ ਇਜ਼ ਨੇ ਰੋਨਾ ਵੇਨ ਅ ਸਵਰਤੀ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਗੋ ਟੂ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਐਂਡ ਰਿਸੀਵ the grace from them only if we are the fortunate ones podemos ir a donde los maestros y recibir su gracia solo si somos los afortunados then he told us that what was the use or what do we gain from going to the masters luego nos dijo de qué valía o qué lográbamos nosotros salir a donde los maestros since our soul belongs to satlog by going to the masters and doing the devotion according to how according to what they tell us our soul goes back to satlog once again como nuestra alma le pertenece a Satloco, reside en Satloco cuando vamos a los maestros y hacemos lo que ellos nos piden, a través de ellos eh, podemos regresar de nuevo a Satloco. So now he says that I have told all these things to you very clearly, I have explained to you everything in detail. Now it is the matter of your having good fortune, it is the matter of your fate. And even if you don't recognize the master, even if you don't realize that what is the use of going to the master, how much compassion and grace the masters bring with them in this world. Ahora él dice que ahora después de haberles dicho todas estas cosas eh, claramente y en una forma abierta todo depende eh, de la buena fortuna o de la buena suerte que tengan ustedes eh, si ustedes van a donde el maestro y digamos depende de su buena suerte si ustedes le pueden reconocer y si pueden eh, seguir todas las cosas que él les dice How much love the masters have for you how much they are attached to you ustedes pueden ver cuánta compasión y cuánto amor y cuánto cuánta compasión sienten los maestros por ustedes debido a la a su alma. Even now if you don't recognize him then what else can i say what more can i say? 
Ahora, si ustedes no lo reconocen, ¿qué más puedo decirles yo? I can only say that it is the matter of fate and of having good fortune. Yo tan solo les puedo decir que es un asunto o se trata de tener un buen destino o de tener una buena suerte. Aquí paguen su ਸਾਨੂੰ मानस को प्रभु दीव डियाई इस पौड़ी ते जो नर चुके आए जाए दुख पाएंदा इन द एंड स्वामी जी महाराज गिव्स अस ओनली वन टीचिंग ही सेज दैट व्हाटएवर आई हैड टू टेल यू आई हैव टोल्ड यू वेरी क्लियरली दैट दिस ह्यूमन बर्थ इज वेरी प्रेशियस वी हैव रिसीव्ड दिस ओनली आफ्टर गोइंग टू सो मेनी डिफरेंट बैड बॉडीज लोअर बॉडीज एंड दिस इज द फाइनल स्टेप एंड इफ वी लूज दिस विदाउट डूइंग द डिवोशन ऑफ लॉर्ड एंड विदाउट गोइंग बैक टू अ रियल होम वंस अगेन वी विल गो इनटू द साइकिल ऑफ 84 लैक्स बर्थ एंड डेथ आई फाइनल स्वामी जी महाराज एन नो दिस के रिस्पेक्ट एवर लॉस एवर लेस डिचो टू इसको इन फॉर्मा मुझ लारा है मुझे अभियाता लेस डिगो टम्बियन के एल क्वेर्पो मानो से रिसीवे डिस्पोज दे digamos de haber pasado por muchos nacimientos y si ustedes lo pierden nuevamente tendrán que nacer en otras especies inferiores y tomar otros nacimientos Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj also says that after suffering the 84 lakhs of bodies we have finally come to the human body we have got this human body and the human beings have received the honor from God Almighty they are the top of the creation El Guru Arjan Dev Ji dice que el nacimiento humano se recibe únicamente después de haber pasado por muchísimos otros eh, nacimientos y esta es un digamos como un regalo de Dios todopoderoso. Those who miss this opportunity of going back to the real home, they come into this world again and again and suffer a lot. Aquellos que pierden esta oportunidad de regresar al verdadero hogar, ellos eh, sufren muchísimo y tienen que volver una y otra vez. Mukti naam vich hai. Naam santan do milda hai. ਸਤਸੰਗ ਨਾਲ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਸਾਡੀਆਂ ਗਲਤੀਆਂ ਦਾ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਾਡੀ ਤਹਿਕੀਕਾਤ ਮੁਕੰਮਲ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਉਹ ਤੀਰਥ ਹੈ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਕਿ ਕਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਹੰਸ ਬੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਅਸੀਂ ਭੈੜੇ ਖੋਟੇ ਕਰਮ ਕਰਨ ਵਾਲੇ ਜੀਵ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਕੇ ਛੱਡ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਭਗਤੀ ਦੇ ਕਾਬਲ ਬਣ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਲਿਬਰੇਸ਼ਨ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਨਾਮ ਐਂਡ ਵੀ ਗੈਟ ਦਾ ਨਾਮ ਓਨਲੀ ਫਰਮ ਦਾ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਲਾ ਲਿਬਰੇਸ਼ਨ ਇਸਟਾ ਇਨ ਅਲ ਨਾਮ ਇਨ ਰਿਸੀਵਿਮਸ ਅਲ ਨਾਮ ਓਨਿਕਾਮੈਂਟੇ ਦੇ ਲੋਸ ਮਾਇਸਟਰੋ ਬਾਈ ਕਮਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਨੋ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਆਵਰ ਸ਼ਾਰਟਕਮਿੰਗਸ ਆਵਰ ਫੇਲੀਅਰਸ ਅਲਾ ਸਿਸਿਰਲ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਜਿਗਾਮਸ ਅਸ ਅਵੇਰ ਅਸਰਕਾ ਦੇ ਨੋਸਟਰਾ ਫਾਜਾ ਸੀ ਫਾਲਤਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਇਜ਼ ਦੈਟ ਪਲੇਸ ਆਫ ਪਿਲਗ੍ਰਿਮੇਜ ਵੇਅਰ ਦਾ ਕਰੋਸ are turned into the swans El Satsang es aquel sitio de peregrinación donde los cuerpos se convierten en cisnes Satsang is the place after coming where we become worthy of doing the devotion El Satsang es el sitio después de ir al cual nos volvemos merecedores de hacer la devoción 
हम अब गुण परे एक गुण नाही अमृत छोड़ बिथे बिखाई माया मोह परम पै फूले सुत दारा सो प्रीत लगाई एक उत्तम पंथ सुनयो गुरु संगत तह मिलंत जम त्रास मिटाई I am full of bad qualities I do not have even one good quality Estoy lleno de malas cualidades no tengo ni siquiera una buena cualidad Giving up the nectar I always ran after the poisons Dejando el néctar yo siempre corrí tras el veneno I became attached to the maya and as a result of that i suffered a lot me apegué a maya y como resultado de ello sufrí muchísimo but with the grace of almighty lord i came to i heard about a best path pero con la gracia del señor todopoderoso oí acerca de un sendero es mejor and with the grace of the master i was able to follow that path y con la gracia del maestro pude seguir ese sendero Come, Kripal, Guru, I celebrate. I beg of you to give me your darshan. Come, Satguruji, I am requesting you. I am carrying the water for your sangha. Even the sun is embarrassed by your glimpse. No one finds the limits of your importance. I have come and stood on your words. O Lord, protect my honor as I have become yours. You are the benefactor. Give me the alms. The beggars have come to your door. Don't send them away empty. You, you, you yourself are the support of your sangat. Poor Ajayb has come to your door. Come, Kripal Guru, I celebrate. I beg of you to give me your darshan. Akiripal Guru, me saganam nondi akidarshan de javo me vasate pondi ha. Akiripal Guru, me saganam nondi akidarshan de javo me Asate pondi ha Akiripal guru me saganam anondi ha Kidarshan de javo me vasate pondi ha Avo sat guru ji me arja kar di ha Teri sangat da me pani bar di ha. Aho sat guru ji me arja kar di ha. Teri sangat da me 